matter who you are, where you are, what your choices have been, and what karmic timelines and contracts you have journeyed, the light is calling for the reunification of all aspects of life in this realm now. It is calling for the cleansing of all polarities. It is calling for the rising of all sacred heart centers now. All are being summoned home to the greater light now. And welcome to Whole Soul Mastery's Live Well, Live Whole podcast series today, where we inspire and empower mind, body, spirit, wholeness, and integration. I'm Marie Moeller, and I'm an author, a channel, and a host of the Whole Soul Mastery podcast. And I'm here today with Prak of Practicos Music, whose work can be found on SoundCloud, on YouTube, and at his website, which we'll talk about at some point. And he is the writer and the composer of the One Light song that you hear every time you see a Whole Soul Mastery podcast. And so this is the artist that creates this magic. And I have a deep connection with music my whole life. And then in more recent years, since 2010, Spirit has been giving me these soul songs. I'm not a musician, but somehow Spirit decided that I was the one to be receiving those particular codes. And I do my best to share that music with the world. And I'm just starting to bring that more and more into the transmissions that people see at Frequency Writer and through the whole soul mastery messages and the marinades. I'm so excited to be here with Prak today, and we are going to talk more about music and all the things that you create. So welcome. Welcome, Prak. I'm so glad. Thank that you. You're here. Yeah. I'm glad to connect today. Yeah. I just thought maybe you'd start us off by sharing a little bit about you and your journey into, you know, this, the awakening journey, but also the awakening to music and your connection with that. Did you always feel connected to music or is that something that you discovered, you know, a little bit later? Um, I'm curious. So if you want to share just a little bit with our listeners, a little bit about who you are and how you found your way to where you are now. Cool. Um, so I discovered music a little bit uh, later in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, as a kid, I used to I used to love drawing, and that was like my that was my main uh, passion prior to music. I was I was I I love to draw, I'd be very creative, and um, just watch cartoons, play video games, and I think everything's connected. You know, I know everything's connected, and that led to music eventually by just listening to, listening to my brothers play. Um, just different kind of music, you know, from hip hop to ambient electronic. Um, they used to listen to this artist, Enigma. I don't know if you heard of him. It sounds familiar, but I haven't, I don't think um, I've listened specifically. Yeah. The, it was, it was a very like electronic, spiritual, ambient kind of sound um, yeah. from the nineties there. He was really, he was a really popular uh, musician, but very spirit, very spiritual, you know, that's, we talk about spirituality and music like it's all I think those are very deeply intertwined and that's and that it captured me in a way I feel the music 
sort of spoke to me through um, just being around, being around my family, my brothers, yeah. um, just playing good music. So thanks to them for having good taste and being yeah. tapped in, being tapped in in their, their own way. So. And I think when we're, I'm just gonna say for myself, I know that connect being connected with the arts, I, I didn't major in any kind of writing in school, but it's just such a natural talent of mine. And I've discovered over the years, you know, some past lives as a scribe. And so they, they kind of, this bleed through lifetimes is all these gifts and things that we've ever had, that we've ever been in any lifetime, we can access that. And I think when we, when we tap into the arts, it's a different part of our brain. It's, it's the right side of our brain. It's kind of the feminine side of our brain where our creation lives. And it's the masculine side of our brain, the left side of our brain that provides the structure. And when you can have the masculine, the feminine aspects inside all of us working together, that's when we manifest a lot more of what all that creative energy is bringing through. And it really sounds like already being connected to art and drawing and that was already in your hands, you know, in your heart and in your awareness. And it's amazing that once you open up to that creativity at whatever age anybody does, all we have to do is give ourselves permission and things begin to flow. And where you were drawing and you are a musician, which is amazing, and your music is so beautiful. And I wanna be able to give some of our listeners some samples of your music as well today. And, um, and then I wanna also say that when we're in our artistry, when we're in our creativity, what's amazing is that other things open to us. We might find that we like cooking or gardening or other things, when you're in that place of openness, new gifts come, right? Or new attractions. And that's part of what makes life magical, right? Because I didn't consider myself a writer. And then here, when a number of things were happening in my life, and I have a degree in psychology, but in that experience, and I was practicing as a counselor and a clinician, and I could tell this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. So when I left that job, it's amazing that in those two years that I was working in that job, I was called to write. And that was my most natural talent, right? And so all the wisdom of all the educational experiences I've had and that all my natural abilities came through in the writing. And then more circumstances happened and, um, and I began scribing these messages from spirit. And you essentially, I don't know if you call it that, but I think when artists get in the zone, whatever that is, you're scribing notes, right? Into your compositions. You know, we all are when we get into that place when it really is divine creation. So I just find that connection that you're an artist right. and a visual artist and you're a music artist. You know, there's so many ways that that creative flow wants to uh, move through you and express itself, right? Express itself. And there's always another song to write, right? There's always new inspiration. Yeah. It's just talking about it is is like ignites that excitement because we know, yeah. we know that feeling. We know that like surrender and um, getting out of the way, letting God come through you because he's everywhere he's every you know this creation is divine and we lose sight of that a lot of, in our in our daily uh struggles you know we, we lose sight of that um the inner dreamer the child the 
Yes. Infinite possibilities. Like, yeah. why, why would you, why would you want to settle for anything less than that? Like, right. But even but we, we fall for that. We, we go back, we, we slip back into the matrix. Right. But right. And into our conditioning, because as you well know, and I know my experience in school, there were limited arts. And now it's even more limited in the school systems. And it's just closing that out, that closing out the dreamer, closing out the inner child, right? Not accessing our intuition and that portal of creativity that lives inside all of us. And it's interesting what you said is getting out of the way. My friend, Flower Diamond, who's in some of the round tables we have for Wholesale Mastery, and she's a poet. And she talks about everything wants a poem. I mean, she could write about this pen right? <laughs> this pen wants a poem right now. And what I can also feel when you were talking is like this pen probably wants a song. Everything is of God, right? God is everywhere, like you were saying. And, and so when you feel that, and you're a poet, a writer, an artist, a musician, drawer, right? Whatever an artist who, draw, who draws, paints, it's the creation loves expression. I mean, I think that's that's what I ultimately feel is creative loves expression. And when we are engaged in repression, which we were talking about the conditioning, right? That when it shuts down that inner child, then God's not being expressed as fully. And when God can express fully, you feel joyful. You feel aligned. You feel like you're like in the flow. You see it in athletes, right? When athletes like do these extraordinary things, they're using their God-given talents, right? And, and they're flowing that magical energy the way they do. And imagine an athlete saying, you can't run. No more running for you, right? <laughs> no more baseball. No more this, no more that. No, we're meant to express who we really are. And I think that's the magic of what you've tapped into in your life. And, and I want to make this connection that music and sound are healing modalities, right? Like people are discovering Definitely. more and more sound healing, um, the magical metaphysical properties of sound. When sound is used to intentionally heal and to help people and to help them rise and expand, it's an amazing tool. And I, I happen to have right here, this is a book by, I don't know if our listeners know about, do you know about Ted Andrews, Crack? It, it sounds familiar, the name. Yeah, I was just going to read a little bit from the back of this, and then I wanted to just give you the space to share with us some things that you want to share. But I'm always so interested in in um, songs, I guess, because they're like song stories. This is my songbook, one of them. But Ted Andrews, I think he passed away a number of years ago, but this is so beautiful. His book, this Sacred Sounds book, it's magic and healing through words and music. And right here, he was so tuned in and he wrote so many books. His words were magical and healing in themselves. And it says, uh, sound has always been considered a direct link between humankind and the divine. The ancient mystery schools all taught their students the use of sound as a creative and healing force. Sacred Sounds, the title of this book, reveals how to tap into the magical and healing aspects of voice, resonance, and music through a variety of methods, including working with thought forms, astrological correspondences, and the chakras. And of course, they say, learn how to use sound for health, balance, and enlightenment 
using the Barbic traditions of magical storytelling, poetry, and song. And I just, there's just a little bit more. It says, in the past, healing song and sorcery went hand in hand. On a physical level, sacred sound techniques can alleviate aches and pains, lower blood pressure, and balance hyperactivity in children. On a metaphysical level, they can induce altered states of consciousness, open new levels of awareness, stimulate intuition, and increase creativity. So discover how to transform your life using the forgotten art of sacred sound. And I think that's the realm you play in, Prak, isn't it? Sacred sound. In oh, that's, I just love hearing that. Well, you just, just right? sometimes we need reminders, so. We do. Think, um, thank you for reading, reading that. Um, yeah. I, need, I needed to hear that, so. Yeah. Um, to get back to your question. Um, yeah. I do feel like music is, is, is a sacred, it's definitely a sacred tool. Um, frequency, going, to, going into vibration, going into everything's, um, everything is a frequency, everything is a vibration. Your thoughts and how those interconnect are, is interesting. Yeah. And I'm not always tapped into my, um, my knowledge of that, of like, my remembrance of the power of sound I forget the power like what you just read to me I forget those things like it's that deep yes like it's not just I'm listening to it it's not just me um right. listening to something for five minutes it's there's more to it than that oh, and, yeah. um yeah and, I, and I'm, I'm, you're talking about sacred sound but like when you're talking about listening there's times we listen for music for entertainment and there's times that we listen to music for entrainment and in, in the most positive sense of entraining ourselves to a particular vibration, which is where that right. intuition and creativity can flow through. And I think we all have that, like we have our more human 3D selves that can listen and attend to things. And then we have this deeper soul presence part of ourselves that always wants to come out. And, um, and when we have conscious music like that, that invites us into that higher vibrational space, I'd imagine, I don't know what it's like to write music, but if I were to take a guess, I'd imagine maybe there's like spurts of the flow of it, of like when you get in that space, I would imagine like a, a, several songs could flow through in a, in a pretty short span of time because you get in the that space inside yourself where you're most open yeah definitely um i think the key word you mentioned is is um letting go let surrendering allowing it to be what it is allowing it to be free allowing yeah. my music's uh, infinite space and not being limited to having to make money and like what others might think of it which blocks me energetically like, because I'm thinking about, oh, how is this going to be perceived? How is this going to be? So for any artists listening to us, um, right. I know they could be, they could, they, under, they might understand what I'm talking about, like yeah. surrendering more to like, I think it comes back to reminding ourselves of why I got into this in the first place and tapping back into those, the core reasons that I love music and yeah. the, the creative process of exploring, um, being led down a path which is exciting, which right. you, you don't know where it's gonna go. 
I think that's that's one of the, my favorite parts of making music is I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's where this is going to lead, lead me to. And I think I think for your writing is any for any artist like when you write, I'm sure that yeah. you, you tap into that role as well, which is kind mm -hmm. of interesting. Yeah, we just we we become the conduits of something that's bigger than us and so beautiful mm -hmm. that um, yeah, I think it is art is a form of learning. It's like a spiritual practice, really, if people would be open to hearing that. It's it's this uh, it's this practice that we have of letting our small self get out of the way and letting our divine self lead. And it is so true. Like when I have a new creation, I don't even know what it's going to be. It's amazing, but it almost writes itself. For me, it almost writes itself because it's somehow already templated sometimes by the time I've written a story or I've written a book or the channeling comes through. It's like I already knew that, but I didn't know it. Right. So I'm discovering it and creating it at the same time. And yet it's familiar. And there's something so beautiful in stepping what you just described is what was in my last transmission in some ways was the precipice and step stepping onto these celestial stones in the fog. You know, creators do that every time they channel some new creation. They're going into the unknown and they're saying, I don't know. They have that don't know mind. They let go and then they listen. Right. And that magic and the music and the miracles of whatever that is, it just flows in. And so yeah i love that it's like the universe rewards you for for tapping into your creativity for, for tap going into the unknown it's giving it's giving you a reward it's like you're heading down the right path keep going right it's like a nudge from the universe like you're enjoying this and there's emotional right. there's emotional response and there, your, your your vibrations are going increasing like yeah. i think it's being more sensitive to that we can we can uh strengthen that connection. Yeah, totally. That's what um, Joseph Campbell, I think what he was trying to capture in those three words, follow your bliss, right? That is one of the most profound sentences I think that ever was. And yet I think people spend lifetimes trying to decode that. What does that mean, right? <laughs> what does it mean to follow your bliss? Right. And, and for some people, based on all the conditioning that we've had and the lifetimes we've lived and the karma and the messages received when money is, you know, tries to build into that connection. Sometimes that can just stop the creativity when I have to write to make money, when I have to produce music to earn a living, when your talent gets linked to that, sometimes it does, it stops the creative flow. It stops the creative process. And many of us have had to learn a lot this lifetime of how we we hear those messages. It comes into the creation process. I think many people have experienced this on some level. And then there are many of us that are courageous. We engage that spiritual fortitude and we witness that in ourselves. And we somehow find a way to move past the blocks of what that is and we, we allow ourselves, that's how we get the lower dimensional self out of the way, our egos, right? And we just allow ourselves, we, gi we give ourselves permission to have a studio or a creative space in our life, even if it just is a desk and a tablet or something or our phone, whatever we create on or even a, 
um, a canvas. But I think it's amazing when we do give ourselves permission. It's the giving ourselves permission and letting everything else go and just enjoying that creativity. You'd be amazed what comes through. You'd be amazed what comes through. And when I hear your music, I just want to give people just a little reference, even for the song that you created, you created that and then shared it with me. And I was so in awe of how you were able to feel the energy in some of my transmissions. And you've taken some of the frequencies in the words I was speaking and weave that in to the flow of this vibrational song, which is a sacred sound. And it, you know, that came together as a whole composition called One Light. And that's available through Whole Soul Mastery. It's also available on Prax um, website and SoundCloud and some other places. We'll talk about that. Make sure we put that in the description section so people can access that. But there's co-creation, right? And that's another level of creation when you create with other beings where their best talents and your best talents are harmonizing and synergizing together. It's infinitely, it like raises it a whole other octave, right? In, in magnitude and its impact in people's lives. Because I've never had my words put to music like that. So I just, I just remember being so um, unbelievably overwhelmed and grateful in the song. I mean, that's what it was. It was a song that came together, your song and my song, right? I think it's an inter, it's an intersection of like following your, you're following your uh, bliss with your, with your channeling and I'm following my bliss with my music. Right. And there's like a meeting ground, there's a meeting point. Right. Um, because we're, we're both like already there in a, in a, in a sense. So yeah. I like, I like that everything's connected and everything, I, tracks we connect with others for a reason um yeah so and that weaves together it's like another friend of mine uses the word braiding and i like that there is there's this weaving and i think we're we're only going to see more of that i mean we we won't that's a podcast for another time there's a lot going in our, on in our world right now there's a tremendous amount of change and somehow in my life and that's what Color the Magic was. I've shared this on a number of different podcasts, but I, when I was in my greatest stress, my greatest state of trauma and difficulties, that's what the universe and my guides were saying to me. And I wasn't even awake to the concept of having guides at that point in time, but I heard this message inside me saying, color the magic again. And that's exactly what I did. I, I colored and I wrote my way out of that dark night of the soul experience. And I think that was really good training for these times because anytime when something gets really heavy or you hear a piece of news that's particularly heavy and difficult to hear um, or challenging in some way, I always turn to creation. I'll create something. I create something every single day every single day. I mean, we're all creators. So with the launch of a new day, when you wake up in the morning, wherever anybody is, it's a brand new day. It's a brand new version of who you want to be that day. And so we're creating unconsciously. And then we can also choose to create consciously. And I think life gets a whole lot more fun and we can follow our bliss more when we're aware of ourselves that we are these authors, we are these artists, we are these creators, 
And when we start to direct that energy or open and allow the energy to give us direction, um, when we're really open to that, magic happens. And I think that is really what happens for me. And it, I know it happens in your music and, um, and for many other people, Ted Andrews, who's a writer, he was a speaker. There's so many beings we can all think about that we just, people we love and we've listened to or we've seen their work or they're an athlete that we enjoy watching perform in some way. And um, because why do we go to concerts, right? Why do we go to athletic events? There's a lot of different motivations, I'm sure, but a core vibration and impulse in all of us, if we like to be inspired, we like to be inspired. We like to see people, you know, living their best gift and sharing it in the world. And our world doesn't necessarily use that at like the Super Bowl or, you know, traditional, um, more 3D kinds of events. But I think more and more we're going to start to pay attention as the consciousness continues to shift back into an interconnectedness and back into the oneness and the weaving and the braiding that we're talking about and more that the power is coming from co-creation. And it's not about me, me, me. It's about being conduits of this higher energy. We don't even know the, the limits. There are no limits of what we can manifest together that could really benefit the whole world. And so it's so beautiful to be in the presence of another creator and another artist. And Crack and I have known each other for some time now, a few years anyway, and we've had these exchanges and this stream of energy and shared ideas. And I think it's just, it's a celebration actually that we're in this podcast together right now and we're weaving again, right? This is another creation together and we hope it inspires other people. Yeah. I'm just going to say this very uh, beautifully said, like very truth, you like, being our, our lives are we're the artists of our lives as well we're the artists of our crew not just music but our whole rea reality and it's taking back that um taking back that ownership of like my life is a piece of art it's not just i'm not just a slave that i've been trained by school by society which is many people are waking up now to that and i which is kind of cool so i'm not i'm not too worried about that but yeah yeah, because I think we're being led by something much bigger than the smallness, I think, or the conditioning we've been raised to believe that in that small state of us, that that's where joy lives. And, and more of us are saying, you know, I just don't think that's the fullness of me. I don't think that's my fullest self-expression. And when people start to question the matrix in a way, to question, you just question, you go seeking and you just wonder, is this all there is? Is there something more? And when you listen for what that more is, whether somebody's in a job that isn't quite aligned for them and they just, they feel those little nudges, but yet it's a paycheck and it's providing for themselves and maybe their families. There's all different ways that the universe nudges you to expand. But I think that precipice that we're all on is a precipice to expansion. And when you and I talk about dreaming or creation or creativity, and intuition and all those things are artistry, that's expansion. Like God is ready for like a big deep breath. You know, we've contracted for so long. It's time to have this like big expression. And our world 
everybody is tapping into that. That's the precipice. This quantum leap we're making is into this bigger expansion of us as individuals and as a collective. And we haven't even begun to tap into how magnificent we are because the conditioning has been telling us how small we need to be in many ways, right? And the, the culture of our world globally, I mean, I'm just sort of paraphrasing some of the messages that we've all seen and witnessed in our lives is that just a very few get to reach millions and millions of people and have that kind of success in our world of whatever we understand that to be from our ego minds. And when we see that another person rises to the top and then we think, oh, and then there's like thousands and millions of people that, that feel like they're not experiencing that. We're all meant to be at our fullest self-expression. And I think it's so exciting to podcast with you and talk with you about just that, the gift of that, of just when we chose to give ourselves permission to enjoy creating, because that's a first step, just to say, I'm willing to create, right? And this feels good. And I'm gonna follow that impulse and that energy and see what else, what I can create that benefits me, that makes me feel good. And it might just make other people feel good. And I think that's also another thing that we're moving into this new earth experience is that it's not, it's the greatest good for the one and it's the greatest good for the collective. And if it can't be the greatest good for both of those things, then it's something that likely isn't going to manifest and be sustainable in the new energies, because now it has to be, is it the musketeers, the three mus musketeers, like all for one and one for all, right? It's kind of like that. So that our talents should bliss us out and it should bliss the world out, right? Yeah. And I feel that when I listen to your, your music, how many albums do you have, Prac? about um i think seven seven or eight uh instrumental albums on my website wow and some i've got more on the way right yeah percolating dreaming themselves into form right and, I, and i'm trusting in the music that's not coming out i'm trusting there's a reason behind that that i'm not fully inspired and i'm not fully clear and it, it, it there's these being an artist is a lot of little fine tuning you need to do with the way you view things and the way you like yeah. getting out of the way, getting your ego out of the way, getting like, it's, it's like you said, giving myself permission to embody, to just be free completely with, with complete self-expression. And, and that's going to, I feel like that's going to reward me the most, not only on the outer world, but on the inner world, I'm going to be more rewarded. And I'm being guided to, I'm being patient with my music right now. I'm not really like rushing anything that I've, you know, have, having to do this and that. Um, I'm, I'm like taking a more laid back uh, approach to my music and connecting back with myself because there's parts of me that, that are still unhealed. Um, fragments, like we all, we all have these fragmented parts of ourselves and I'm being guided to integrate those back into my truth into 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 the light and my music is parallel to that so right it's a journey it's it's um i don't know everything you know i'm, I'm like i'm still learning I'm, I'm a musician i'm i have a lot of creative energy and 
everything's breaking down and around the world and it's very intense. Um, I'm seeing my reality break down like the old matrix, the old, like it's just completely every, nothing's working like, and I'm reading, reading books that are confirming to me, like you're going through a spiritual awakening, buddy. <laughs> These are all the signs, right? Yeah, you're on the right path. Your <laughs> life completely breaks down and, and nothing makes sense. <laughs> Keep on going, buddy. <laughs> Isn't it like that's the gift of alchemy is when everything is melting down to become a whole new form, right? It's like dematerializing or <laughs> becoming a different uh, form of itself. I think that's true. I think we are. You're all right. It's so helpful to read other people's journeys or tap into other messages because you're not the only one, Prak. I mean, there are so many of us going through these uh, clearing away anything that really doesn't serve us any longer. But in times past, we've understood that at some level, many of us conceptually. Now we're living it. Now it is a vibrational daily experience that, yeah, when everything's breaking down, everything's shifting and the landscape underneath your feet is changing yeah you're on the right path and it feels it doesn't feel good it's very uncomfortable especially as an empath especially with all that's happening in the world the news all the fear all the propaganda like it's so important to be grounded right now it's so important to like be be true to yourself when i i'm noticing like a, a quickening going on i'm sure you've heard the term uh, as like two two worlds like being born like two path two there's two like is the matrix back to the matrix or you want to go to awakening right. and we're seeing that we're seeing who's going this way who's going that way and it's it, it's kind of concerning to me to, to to see how many people are choosing the matrix again right um I, I can feel it i don't really i can't logically explain it but i can kind of feel like there's a tendency to go back to that world right. Right. I even have that tendency. I have, I have some attachments to the matrix as well, which right. I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking very deeply at and just being patient with and under, allowing, allowing, I can't really rush the awakening is what I'm learning as well. A lot of us think we can rush this whole process, but, and skip through things and um, it would be nice, but I don't, I'm being guided to like slow down and look at my life and look at things more with more discernment and more like clarity and transparency. Um, yeah, it's a self-transparency. Yeah, allowing that is one of the most courageous, I think, choices that we can ever make because we've been trained and it's been ingrained how to distract ourselves from those things. And now is a time that we're looking at all of that come up. And if you'll just look at it, whatever really isn't true about you, even if it's uncomfortable, it will fall away. But when we try and push it away and we resist knowing about it, it, it has more power in our life. And so that self-transparency is really, really huge. It's really huge. And the more you go into that process, the more, and you let some of those things go that don't serve where you're going, you actually make room like if anybody's cleaned out their garage or their house like literally cleaned out a physical space um it's amazing how messy it looks because everything it's like everything's everywhere right and then when you put it all back together you've let some things go you're going to donate some items whatever it is 
and you know that, that you've outgrown whatever that is and it's time to move it on to somebody else if they can use it right we actually make room in our lives when we're willing to do that and um, it's a decluttering process and it's a deep healing process because also what you've chosen in that decluttering process what stays is there for your new foundation to give you that you know that template for the new dream that's coming through you and so yeah i bet there's from the different perspectives and the vibrational places that you've created your music from it's amazing all those things probably resonate with people in the phases they're in and they attract your music and even some of my work i mean i have i've been writing for 20 years and so i have books of what i was going through that some of those things i'm not in that process anymore but somebody is somebody could use the wisdom of that book because they're just beginning that particular slice of their journey and artists do that for each other i mean that's what we're doing for each other as creators it's like this is my creation and i always trust that the people who are meant for those messages will find it right and people who aren't meant for those messages and that's not their point of resonance right now that's okay because they're finding what they need too. And I think the more we co-create like this, like us in these podcasts and through music and writings, there are so many writings that could be put to music that I have, right? But it's in that collaboration where two or more are gathered, there's like more cosmic energy there, right? It amplifies the goodness and the good intentions that are there. Right. And if we ever doubt ourselves on our path, and then something, some nudge of creation happens. I think when you sent me that song and I was like, oh my gosh, like, look at the power of two. Look at the power of two. Look at the beauty of two and our talents. And imagine when you have five or 10 people or 7 billion people creating with one singular intention, which is so that everybody can be happy and free and healthy and experiencing the oneness and the right. gift that they are. Can you imagine what our world is going to look like when we really allow ourselves, all of us to feel that? And then I also just want to say one more thing about what you were talking about, the two paths. I've heard some people use the term bifurcation. There's That's the term. I actually had to look it up. I heard a lot of people using the word bifurcation. I knew bi was two, but I didn't know if that was a, what the specific meaning was. But it's, it's a divergence. It's two paths kind of forking. There's a fork in the road. And we're in this time of the Great Awakening. And I think there's more things coming that are going to help the people who are in the deepest sleep, the ones still who don't even know that it's time to wake up, that the sun has risen today and it's time to pull your covers back. They're still not getting those cues or they think that they've already gotten them and they're in another alternative timeline somehow. But I think the Great Awakening is gonna bring some revelations to our world that's helping everybody to wake up and still some will bifurcate and still choose where, where many of us are leaving. And that's a soul choice. And that's okay too, because some people have not extracted the full marrow of the 3D experience of separation consciousness and being able to wear all these costumes. And to really love 3D, you have to be a really good costume wearer. 
right? You have to love putting on that costume or being on a stage every day and trying on all these different characters. And I think some of us are like, that's been fun. And I love the whole wardrobe, right? I love all those costumes they are pretty fancy. They're pretty fabulous. Some are pretty scary. And then, then many of us are like, you know, but, but I love me, but I'm ready to be me again. I'm ready to be how source envisioned me when I was created, right? When my soul spark was created, I'm ready to get back into that. And that's that self-transparency. That's what you're talking about. And it's really, really beautiful. And neither is wrong. People enjoying the costumes. I know a lot of people who are involved in theater and it's, it is fun, it is fabulous. Um, and then there's a time for people in the soul path that they say, those costumes are great, but I think I'm just ready for me. I'm ready to be me, right? And I'm ready to see what that really is. I'm ready to peel back all the layers of what that is. And maybe I'll create some things as I'm on that journey through that portal to rediscover who I really am. And I think that's also when often our talents come to the fore and, and we start dreaming again and we start listening for music like you do, the sounds of the songs the inspirations that come to you, how they come to you. Same thing for me. And then we follow that creative spark, you know, cause it helps you when you're leaving one matrix, it helps to have something inspiring you forward. It doesn't all have to be hard, right? When you say sometimes it's hard cause you get pulled by the 3D matrix. And then sometimes I'd imagine you get into your music and you can see you're not just at a loss and losing everything you've known. You're bringing the best of you with you, right? Yeah. I love that. It's um, right. From, from the ego perspective, we it's everything's difficult, but from uh, from the higher perspective, things are not as not as complex. Yeah. Um, they're so I'm learning that too. Like I'm still learning um, intri the intricacies within that of like going with flow going with what feels like going to the beach going to uh eat some healthy food like it's it's making that conscious decision that feels right yeah. more often every day and less of the res resistance fear-based thinking that i'm going to lose something yes I, I'm, so i'm going to lose something so i better fight more i better struggle more to get what i want it's like getting controlling things more to um, because you're afraid of losing it. And I've, I'm, I'm noticing this in my and just um, I'm, I'm just if, if it's okay, if I could bring this up, um, sure. what came to my mind was a someone I'm collaborating on music with who's a who's a talented musician, talented artist. Um, yeah. I don't want to use any names, but yeah, I've noticed like I've noticed an attachment to um, control everything from the and not allowing that expression mm. like and I, but that that's a fear-based that's fear of losing fear of things not working and it's a it's more of a fear-based energy i've noticed right um i think it's the ego coming in like we, got, we need to make money we need to do this to get there and then and it just totally threw me off in the in the in the collaboration right. um i don't know why i'm bringing this to this podcast but it's i feel like it's relevant Yes. maybe to somebody and um i have no hate for the other individual um 
of course. There's no hate. There's just like music is meant to be free. Music is we're here to be free. We're here to be like let things yeah. allow expression and not have to control even for our own lives. Like live your life that way. Allow allow yourself to fully express and not have to control everything because that's the old that's the old paradigm just coming back you know yes and i'm not exempt from that i'm not saying i'm i'm exempt from that idea i might have fragments of that operating in the background but i'm just point shining the light on that topic of like yeah yeah maybe you can bounce back on something with that you know it's really powerful this journey I mean, we have to have a tremendous amount of self-compassion too in the journey because we've gotten really good at the costumes and part of the costume is the ego. The ego is like the umbrella costume. <laughs> and we, we choose all our costumes from that filter of that ego, the, that overarching costume. So when our vision has been skewed for so long and that's been our 3D experience, that's been our incarnational experience through time it becomes who we think we are. And, and, and I always liken that to, it's like if inside us we have an electrical system that's like, if this was all, if this was a row of lights inside you, right? And this is 3D. This has electricity. You still have all of that wiring. I still have it. All of us have it. If you've journeyed in 3D, you have this wiring. And then we have this higher dimensional wiring. Let's just jump to 5D, right? And we have all that circuitry that is a different kind of electrical energy. It's creationary energy. It's quantum energy. The electrical wiring is bound by wires and cords and, you know, telephone poles outside us and all those things, right? And it's bound to a matrix, but it's still there. And as we're rising towards this free flowing quantum energy, it's like Tesla's free energy. What you're describing, Tesla had this vision that, I mean, can you imagine if his, if his knowledge had been able to flourish over the last hundred plus years, where we'd be now, but instead the matrix shut that down, put it in a box and either sealed it up far, far away or tried to make sure that everybody forgot about that because the matrix itself is investing in us staying on that third dimensional circuitry that requires a power bill every month. You have to have a degree or certification to get any work, to get ahead, you have to be on the electrical grid. You can't go off grid. And if you do, what happens to you is what happened to Tesla. That your, 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 you know, your gifts and all those things can get boxed up and hidden instead of out and shining. And so that's where that compassion comes in because we have to recognize, and we have a 4D circuitry. So we have, we're, we're multidimensional beings and it's all energy. But as we're leaving the 3D matrix and we're moving into this quantum field of energy, it's so vast and it's not linear. So you can't say, well, I'm gonna take this step and I know this step is gonna be right here because it doesn't work that way, right? It's free. The energy is free and it's infinite and expansive. And it's like we have to grow our spiritual vision and our spiritual muscles and our fortitude to be able to leave the grid where you say, well, if I stay here, I know I have power tonight. I know I'll have some kind of power, but out there, I don't know that I can trust that yet. So we go back and you know we go back to the energy of Edison 
instead of Tesla, right? That's kind of what happens to us as we're navigating these two timelines. And I know sometimes I want to make sure like I have a light on in my room right now and I'm, I'm grateful for that light. But I also know that I am more and more tapping into that free energy, that quantum field of energy. And when I do make a 3D choice, that circuitry inside me, I witness it and I know that I'm making that choice. And I can just say right now today, I need to, I'm making that choice and I allow myself to have that. But this is what I really wanna say. If we would allow ourselves to have multi-dimensional conversations with ourselves, some people might say that's crazy, but I think that's actually the bridge for these times. Because if you're not speaking multi-dimensionally as the 3D world closes down and as innovation takes, you know, takes, takes us on the, this new path, you know, we might just clap our hands. <laughs> I don't know. And light appears, right? I don't know where it's going to come from. I don't really understand Tesla technology, but right. But that means changing our behavior and our thought process that I have to go over to a switch on the wall to turn the light on. So we're going to be developing a new vocabulary, new language, new behavioral patterns, new neural pathways. And we just have to be compassionate because we have both pathways inside us right now. We understand that we're quantum beings. Many of us know this. And then we're also these very conditioned third dimensional beings and human beings who've been pretty, you know, it's been challenging to be in this world of separation for as long as we have. So I hear you like, and you can get excited about co-creation and there's that creative energy that brought you together with that individual, right? Because that's where you synced up. You're both highly creative. And then when all the messaging from the 3D circuitry started infiltrating that person's speech to you, right? And the project, all of a sudden there were all these limits and constraints. Right. And that's and I can not feel how, it. Right? I can feel it without, with, without even having to be like in the same room. Like you can feel someone's energy because I can, I understand what's, I have that within me. I can recognize that archetype wanting to control everything and, and it's my, my, I feel like my higher self is always communicating to me like, Hey, you should, it's, it's sometimes life gives you little challenges. Like how, how are you going to respond to this? Are you going to just like give away your power? I think it's, I think I'm being called in to put myself first more, which I've kind of neglected for a long time and um, giving, giving too much of myself away to people um, just out of my compassion, out of being, being a giver, being empathic, right. empathic. And, yeah. And people, people, um, I, I tend to attract people who want to like abuse that energy, mm -hmm. which is disappointing. And um, it's happened so many times, like, which is why I'm not really, which is why I'm like by myself most of the time now. Mm -hmm. And not because I hate people. And that's not, it's not out of like, oh, I hate everybody. Like everyone's, I believe, I, I'm just seeing that people aren't fully healed. I'm understanding that and I'm like, I don't have space for that right now. For that person's whatever they're going through, I'm just being guided to um, put myself first more. And um, I feel that that momentum building up of me first, loving myself, doing this for me and um, from, a place, from a place of empowerment. And um, it's tough though, sometimes though. Okay. It's not always easy to like, it's, you know, to tell somebody, I don't want to work. I don't, I'm not interested in going, doing this anymore. It's, it's not an easy thing to do, but yeah. it takes courage to stand up for yourself. And 
for what feels right to you in a in a loving way and yeah. um in, in a discerning way not in a judgmental not yeah, in a stay not. away from me type of vibe like it's how can i approach this with love and i'm like yeah transparency you know transparency is the key it is like getting out of the way and seeing seeing the truth is really uh it's tough but it's it's worth it because there's a lot of things waiting for me there that i, I have yet to learn right so. and to tap into and to access but you know what you describe right. that i think we've all heard whenever if you've ever flown on a plane it's the you know the flight attendants when they're going over their safety instructions and they always talk about putting your oxygen adults put on your oxygen mask first and then your children's because so that you can help them right and if you don't have that oxygen you might not be able to help them in the best ways possible if that was needed and i think that is really the that's an illustration of the energy of self-care which self-care is kind of i i don't like to have containers all the time but if we understand that as kind of a third dimensional construct but what we're really moving into is soul care which is a higher level of care which is taking care of ourselves energetically and boy i don't think that that's discussed i i have my master's degree in counseling and psychology i don't think they covered that in my program right they might have talked about boundaries from a you know very human behavior kind of standpoint but they didn't talk about not just emotions because emotions are a vibration but vibrationally it's a much bigger kind of care and we're realizing that that's that's everything energy is everything and everything is energy and if everything is god we also are having to learn you know about ourselves as sensitive beings especially empaths there are very sensitive souls on the planet right now we are many of the beings who can sense these very 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 finely tuned vibrational shifts some people blow right past it because they are not as sensitive to that we hear that we feel that we see that we sense it in our being we experience it oftentimes as ourselves and then we say why am i so tired why do i feel so stressed why am i why am i angry oh wait maybe this isn't me yeah. and empaths have to go through that whole journey of figuring out is this me or is this somebody else and it's that's a journey of of learning how to love our gifts being as sensitive as we are in a world that has completely very pretty much devalued um, of the sensitive gifts. And there, th this is something for another podcast another day. There, it's kind of like the darker side of humanity, but I've, I've definitely read some books about introversion and extroversion and things like that. And there were experiments and things years ago, decades ago now, in the last century at least, where they were in schools really trying to shut down introverted behavior and make everybody an extrovert, right? And introverts are wired with so many gifts. We're the listeners. We're the ones who feel the bigger picture. And I've even read in some of these books talking about the introverts, which I don't know if every introvert is an empath, but they often go together, right? They're the solver of the world's problems. They're the innovators. They see from that aerial view while everybody's chat, 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 chatting about. They're listening to a different dimensional awareness that's going to bring the solution that's needed. 
and introverts there's trauma there's like some trauma just like we used to um convert all left-handed people because that was a thought form at one point in time that left-handedness was wrong and i don't know was it religious if it was like the sign of the devil or something i don't know if it went that far but I'm not it sure. was, but my grandmother was left-handed and she was smacked on, at school until she converted to being right-handed and i am left-handed and so we see things that are thought forms through conditioning and cultural expectations where we devalue things that could actually be gifts, right? Oh, and it, fascinating. It is fascinating, right? And it's and that's just like a couple areas how that's infiltrated our consciousness. And then when you when you are an intuitive and you are an introvert, and you are an empath and you are a sensitive and you are a creator, that world can be pretty overwhelming. <laughs> and when you sense a lot of things and you feel more deeply than many people do, it helps your music because it makes it so much more expressive and expansive. And then it also is something that you have to have that soul care for, that you have to carve into your day, into your life, that you make sure you give to yourself and you put your oxygen mask on first or depletion happens. Um, for a lot of us that are so sensitive, we I, I have to have now my my um, I don't know that I'd even call it alone time. I maybe I just call it spirit time. I have to have spirit time, my creative time every day. I think that's when I visit with God the most. That's when I visit with my guides, and I'm not necessarily talking to them while I'm having these visits, but I need to have this just still point where I listen, right? And when I don't listen. I feel frazzled or I, I get overwhelmed. And so I can notice that and say, I need more. I just need some time with myself, which can mean turning off devices and, you know, just quieting things down. And, and that's what I do when I channel. That's probably the one and only time in my day that I'm not tuned into a podcast or music or talking to somebody or answering, you know, talking with my family while I'm doing other things. When I channel, it's just me. It's just me and like my conscious breathing and spirit. And it's so replenishing. And I've even had times, let me just say this one more thing, because I feel the guides peeking in and saying this, that um, there were times, there was a time early on when I was channeling and I was, I was setting an appointment on a regular basis because I would show up to that appointment and spirit would meet me. And, and that really helps when you're beginning, at least because um, there's, I don't know, there's just an energetic connection when they know you're making time every day to have that connection with them, they're always there. So they would show up in these, these uh, meetings together. And I was, you know, still new at the automatic handwriting and the scribing messages. And I remember there were a number of times that they just said, put your pencil down, <laughs> put your notebook down. You just need a healing today. We just need you to receive, right? And I think that's also what you're talking about. And even just the language for anybody listening, we can call it alone time, but that even has traces of the separation consciousness. I think it really is receiving time if we change the language of that, that it's creative time or it's um, soul care time, it's got a whole different vibration than alone time. Because alone time is like an affirmation to the universe that, that we want to be alone. 
And I think we're actually looking for a deeper connection when we need that time. We need to be replenished with spiritual energy. And, um, and when we give it the language and we really let spirit know, that's my time with you, spirit. That's my time with the earth or with nature time. You know, really try and be as accurate as we can with the goodness of what that is. Because there's a, right? Do you feel that difference between alone time and, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of smiling because I, I'm, <laughs> I had something about like, I download, you know, this conversation is like a live, we're getting downloads, we're getting right? like messages, like, I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to say next, but it's just, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trusting in it, you know, so. Right, exactly. I, I was, what came to my mind was when we're, when we are alone, we are actually more of ourselves. We allow more hmm. of our infinity to come, to enter, to embody. I think that's, that's the importance of being alone because hmm. when you're with people, you have to maintain this ego. You have to maintain this, like the separation consciousness is very active when mm -hmm. I'm, when I'm in public. So I think yeah. even going to the beach is like, I have to be somewhere where, where there's not much activity as an empath. Yeah. Um, I'm intuitively guided to go where it's, it's peaceful. It's, there's no, um, I live in a city, so wow. it's, it's not the easiest, but luckily there's, there's my higher self knows he's like, Hey, go over here. You know, go. There's a beach. There's 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 birds, animals. There's like, right. and I immediately feel like a complete difference when I'm at the beach. I'm I'm more open. Like right now in my room, I'm I'm a little contracted. Yeah. You know, just being indoors. I'm just like. Right. Like right. I, 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 this is this is cool. Like, but I want to go to the beach. I want to go like play. I want to yeah. do that. I want to open up more, and I think that's inter interconnected. Like yeah with, with allowing us to open up more like right. yeah these little get out of this little box get out of this little get out of my car get out of my job and like right we've all we've all been boxed in in, in so many ways it's like right we, we can't see anything anymore we can't see like the, the 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 galaxies right every day we don't even look up and see the stars anymore because we have lights right in ancient times they they had appreciation for that and I think we are, we have to make room and that's why there's all this, this large decluttering process and um, with all the input going on all the time, it's not that, you know, TV or, or um, all the podcasts or all the music is bad. It's that I think we're having to learn how to, how to move through time differently and to discern for ourselves instead of letting the day take over and dictate our day, we get to consciously choose how we're investing our energy and our time that day. And when you choose the beach, right, and you invest in that experience, you get to expand and breathe. And a lot of people feel that when they connect with animals hmm. and um, or the earth. And I think we're listening for what that is. And some people haven't gotten the cue to listen and they're just stressed. I mean, when we're not listening like this, we have evidence of stress in our life. And I did another podcast with uh, Patrick Chevalier. He was, he talked about some heart math coherence breathing techniques, but he was also talking about different kinds of stress. 
right? And I guess I think he was saying we release cortisol in our systems when we have that fight or flight mechanism. And it was just fascinating because he was talking because he knows a lot about this, that most of us were tested. We have, you know, we have cortisol levels would be detected in those tests because I think just being a human on this planet right now has its stress is built into the matrix, right? It's part of the box. And when you are talking about going to the beach, it's like, that's your way of like, you know, neutralizing those cortisol levels and feeding your spirit and getting yourself back into coherence again. And that's a beautiful thing. And when you create music, I think you probably get into that state of coherence when it's free flowing, free energy, right? It's pure. It's that transparency. And, um, I think that's when we are our best creators. And then we also have to recognize we're in extraordinary times right now. Extraordinary. We are on the precipice of this exponential change. And while some people might watch this and say, I don't see any change happening. Like, I really don't know what people are talking about when they, yes, the world's a little crazy, but I don't see the change. Also, this new world we're moving into, you have to believe in it. You have to be willing to get quieter and listen for where the messages of change could be showing up in your life, or you may not see it because if you're looking through the 3D lens of having to see it to believe it, you're going to miss it because it's in the level of ether. It's in the dimension of ether. And we're tuned into ether. We're tuned into subtle energies. So we've seen it for a long time when nobody else was seeing it or other people weren't seeing it anyway. Mm. And so, and then it can be hard. I just want to speak directly to the empath and that insensitive, that higher sensory ability individuals that are listening to this right now. I think many can relate to becoming more and more self-aware of, I am sensitive. I do hear things and see things and feel things that a lot of people aren't tapped into yet. And it's a journey of learning how to navigate that and to love yourself and to have a lot of compassion for yourself. And I have most of my family members do not understand who I am. If they would tune into this podcast, and I don't know if they do or not, but they won't understand any of what I'm talking about because it's not in their world. It's not in their language but it doesn't make it any less real. And when I was suffering because I was trapped in that 3D timeline, that circuitry, and I couldn't see a way out because I was boxed in. The only reason I survived and transcended that experience is because I went to this other vibrational level inside myself. And there are so many stories of people who've experienced the miraculous because they did step out of the box. They opened the box, they peered out, right? <laughs> We've poked our heads out and there's a whole vaster and vaster worlds out there. And I think that's what many are craving. Not everybody knows the, what their next step is to experience more of that, but it starts with a willingness. And your willingness was to be an artist and somebody who's exploring music and who knows all the things that you're going to create, Crack? I mean, who knows? We don't even know because we're still dealing with just a fraction of our gifts at this point. But it's opening to us more and more. And that's the portal I think we want to step through in 2021. We were preparing for this in 2020. That was definitely a launching pad. And here we are in 2021 seeing there are choice points to be making here. 
like there's not fence sitting so much. There's really a choice point to be made. The bifurcation is happening and which pathway and which timeline do you wanna be on? And you can see the pull and the tug towards the 3D, but you also know there's something really glorious about the higher dimensional energies. And that's where we have to have faith. I mean, that's what the guides are talking about in, the, in my transmission that I'll release this weekend coming up, is falling into faith. When we are afraid and we feel fear, the option, instead of falling deep from a precipice down into a ravine, in you know, our egos thinking that's certain death and we're afraid, we actually can fall into faith and say, I don't know where my feet are falling into right now, but I know God is catching me, right? I know the next step will be there if I would just trust long enough for that new portal to open to me. We're kind of journeying that right now. Yeah, it's powerful. So, Prak, as we round this out, I mean, this is big. This is this is really, it's really so helpful to me. It's so helpful to our listeners. There's people who are going to find this, you know, right as this post, but it could be months, years later, and say, oh my gosh, they were they're speaking exactly to me right now. So that's mm -hmm. how we that's how we help each other and we build bridges for others, right? From some of the journeying that we've done. You know, is there any music or anything you might to just want to share with us? I don't know if that's easy to do, but if there's a little clip of uh, some some music that yeah. you can share. And, let, me, um, let me pull it up real quick. Yeah, uh, yeah. go ahead. Take a few seconds. Yeah. Time's up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's no time where we play, right? <laughs> We're timeless. The song is called Ancient Presence from mm. here we go it's from my album titled creations which you can find on uh, i can link you guys at the end of the yes of the show please here we go ancient presence practicos <laughs> Thank you. 
It's amazing how music itself, especially sacred sounds and sacred music, right? Sound healing music. It's expansive. Like it, it, it immediately can sort of bring our brain waves and our breathing and ourselves into a greater holistic coherence inside ourselves, or it can disrupt us, can it? I mean, it can also be used to, I'm sure, be more discordant. Um, if, you know, some people knowingly or unknowingly create music like that, but the creators that do create music to bring people in greater harmony inside themselves, it's such a blessing. It's such a blessing. And you, can you imagine like sacred words, sacred texts also sometimes set to this kind of music? It, it's, it becomes a multidimensional experience. It's multisensorial anyway, right? Definitely. Yeah. And I, I think music is a reintegration. Like it's a re, um, it's yeah. a reminder of like our essence, why we feel good, why we like, but like you said, there's lower vibrations that can be triggered and you think, you think it tastes good, but it's not, your soul doesn't really fully integrate it. There's music, there's, there's thoughts like that. There's food like that. There's habits that yeah. they, they feel good, but they're not, my soul is not getting that full it's not it's not feeding all all of me it's feeding a part of me and right. i think society's like it's it's a slippery road you know T talking about addictions ad desires like right and we're not we're not immune to those things as empaths as well right who want to numb themselves who want to numb your emotions down a little bit by drinking or and i have no judgment for anyone who does that yeah um, I, I have understanding because it's we're in this human body it's it's not easy in this. Well, and that's the conditioning. Right? That's what we were conditioned to think that that's an outlet. Um, and that's maybe some people feel like that's the only outlet just because it's not been in their experience that there's other options out there. TV, um, beer. TV, right? That's, exactly. That's like that, that, whole real, that whole reality has its own, like, it has like its own, it's like a, it's like a film. Yeah. I think it's a film that's been placed in front of our eyes that this is, this is reality. This right. is how things are. Homer Simpson, like, right. even though I love that cartoon, yeah, there's, there's some parallels there with reality and um, yes. with, you know, just the mundane TV, the, the archetypal roles that, you know, the wife's at home, like yeah. all this outdated BS, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Still link. It's lingering. It's lingering out of existence. I feel it's like shaking right. itself. It's destroying itself. So, it is dematerializing because the whether people are awake to it or not at a soul level collectively we've removed our attention from the dream of separation and so collectively we're creating this new earth experience of collaboration and no longer separation and co-creation instead of division and um and even though people aren't always fully conscious of this it is what the dream is now at a collective level. And when you have that many people creating together, that is what manifests. And it takes time. There's still a lag. It's not instant manifestation fully yet, but we're in a transition time. We're on the bridge. And so, yeah, we're seeing things dematerialize, like old constructs and beliefs and things and structures. And what people don't realize, because we've not been brought up to understand this, but what we give our energy to, what we spend a lot of time thinking about, we bring about and when people are so angry about what is 
they're giving their attention to what is. And if we would really allow ourselves to just wow. witness what is, and then we really give our attention to what we want, mm -hmm. which is the songs you feel percolating that are going to drop in, you know, the new ones coming. And the same thing for me, that all, a lot of the things that I've dreamed of, we want to spend more time there. We want to inhabit that vibrational timeline that we are knowing as an inner vision, as our life. And the owl picturing will be that when we wow. understand this more and more, right? And for some people that are experiencing a lot of pain, it's because that's what they're inner visioning all the time and they don't know themselves as conscious creators or they only know some of it, but they're still learning. And those of us that can create and put our attention on the good things that are coming, the new creations, this world of unity and the all for one, one for all kind of musketeer um, energy. Yeah, we're helping to template that new world. And so every one of us that can have a higher vibration that you can go to the ocean and breathe in that feeling and you can give your attention to that for a portion of every day, you're seeding that new timeline of experience that generations to come are going to be thanking us, not that they have to, but they're going to be so grateful that there were those of us that could step up because we were sensitive and we were the architects and the artists that manifested that new earth that they're going to get to experience in much more joy um, and, and just begin their lives with joy and live their lives with joy. And they won't have to deal with all the separation, you know, the pain of that, like we have. So we're the transcenders. We are the transcenders and artists are needed in these Renaissance times. This is a Renaissance of creativity to create something new and to let the old fall away. Right. Artists know when their creation is done, they honor it, they celebrate it, they value it, and they move into a new creation. Right. We don't spend a lot of time, you know, if we can, being attached to that. We're always creating. And I think when we're in that movement of energy, that's where God is. Right. Wow. That's where God is. Definitely. I love that. Thank you. That was beautiful. Well, I look forward to having more conversations with you because there's always just so much for us to share and it comes through our unique instrument and I could have the same topic for all these different podcasts and I'd have an entirely different conversation with every soul that I connect with because your instrument speaks your wisdom, your experience like you have today so beautifully and i know that a lot of people can relate to what we talked about and sometimes it's really i'm really grateful um when people i'm podcasting with can be very authentic and just real about yes it's joyful and beautiful and glorious and some days are hard you know some days it's it is hard and we're all of it we're all of that right so thank you. Thank yes. you for your sharings. Thank you for your music. Thank Do you, you want to just say the name of your website and I'll put it in the description section of the video too, but where can people find you? Yeah, my, my website is um, www.practicosmusic.com. It's spelled P-R-A-K-T-I-K-O-S-M-U-S-I-C.com. Perfect. That's so great. And you can find more of our podcasts at wholesoulmastery.com. You can find us on YouTube at Wholesoul Mastery. 
I also post to Color the Magic now. And you can find us on some alternative platforms because we're expanding. So we're on Rumble and Minds and Gab. And I think if there's newer platforms, we'll also try to be on some more of those as well. So thank you to everybody for joining us. Thank you for you listening and tuning your own divine instrument. You know, check out books if you have further interests like the Sacred Sounds. Check out Prax, uh, Practicos Music. It's amazing how you're you're tuning yourself um, with these healing tools, the sound healing. Thank you. And thank you to our listeners. And until next time, blessings. Namaste. Guys. Peace, Peace. out.